Camera one's rolling. Camera two's rolling. Audio's live. And we're... Phones are off. Yes. And you have... Yeah, like, yeah, playing with... Doesn't matter, there'll be no fucking signal. No, it's a bit like a compound in here. Yeah. If uh, Putin invades, we'll be the last to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they'll set all the electricity's off. That was what my immediate thought... My media thought was protecting my tinned goods. <laughs> as soon as as soon you have a lot of tinned goods. I like a stockpile. Well, I know. Well, yeah, got a bunch. I started after Brexit. Just didn't stop. No, it's my plan. <laughs> tinned goods of the future. Yeah. Currency. Are we going? Wait, come out of that one. Yeah. Yeah, we're all. So I've gone from like we like to. Yeah, that's. Go again. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello? Can you hear yourself? No. Is it the one with the dodgy cable? Hello? Hello, 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 hello. I mean, I can hear you. Can you? I've got you now as well. Who cares? Let's do it. Yeah. Put rolling. Let's okay. Batter on. <laughs> How are you for time tonight, Dave? I, just, I know it's 10 to 7 already. It's 10 to 7. <laughs> nah, nah, fine. We are record. Okay, so episode... Episode ten or eleven or something. Yeah, I think we've, we've just probably we've probably had double digits. Had double figures. Uh, today we're joined by Dave, aka Ferrero Rossi. Hello. Aveo's uh, <laughs> finest artist. Cool. And this class wee dog, Franco. Like I don't a, know if you can see him on the camera, but oh, like a flamboyant Bond villain. No, why are you shouting? Strophe my pup. It'll be it'll look really weird in the camera if you can't see the dog and you're your left arm to lose it. <laughs> Rubbing my thigh. <laughs> it was strunking my wee thigh. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to the photos towards the end of this, but uh, Franco does feature a number of times and uh, I had to remind myself that the focus was on you, not the dog. <laughs> yeah, I lost that focus a few times. Look, take, take this photo. It's really cool. Looks really cute, doesn't it? But no, it was a, a nice, uh, a nice sort of. I was going to say distraction, but distraction is not the right word. Yeah. Just nice, different turn of pace Aye. to our normal. Well, like a, having it's, a double act in front of you. Yeah. Was, and it was difficult to get everyone coordinated at the same time. Because yeah. I was going through my photos, and Daryl's done a very good job of it, where you and Franco are aligned and you're both looking in the same direction, things like that. Whereas Franco was always doing something, looking the wrong way, or when he was looking the right way, you were looking the wrong yeah. way. So yeah. My he, he also he can also sense cameras, I feel, because there's a lot of times he's doing something with super cute. I all dogs are like this, but you get you like take your phone out of your pocket dead dead gently, try not to distract them. As soon as you get it open, open the camera, he's like, yeah, doing something else. Because we tried to get a nice one of them sniffing some of the flowers that are down <laughs> by the beach, and uh, yeah, he, he wasn't for it. So no, the camera was there. No, I did it once. You don't get it the first time. You don't get it. <laughs> Perfectionist at one time. That would have been such a good one as well with the rose. Aye, mm, it was a shame. Aye, at least, right. we, at least we saw it. How old's uh, Franco? Like probably now nineteen weeks. 19. 19. Nice. nice. around that. Look at that. What a sick. I know. He's such a wee. He has a wee sook. Have you ever uh, painted or tried to paint animals? I, I painted them. Um, I've done. So we've got another dog. Got another dog in the house called Ralph. And he's an old, a lovely old guy with a lovely old grey beard. Um, and I painted him a few years ago. He's the only animal I've painted that wouldn't. I only painted them because I look at them. Intensely, quite a lot. So he's yeah. like, I, I didn't, I didn't have to try very hard. And it's probably my favourite painting uh, that I've done in terms of how it technically came out. Came out, you know, it wasn't like it's not 
it's it's a good painting. And I you know, I don't I don't always say that about my stuff, but it looks tons like them. And it's behind the behind them there's a kind of a lot of cheese. Right. Like uh, the background's like holy cheese or like Swiss cheese, whatever you want to call it, because um, we, me and the family, we affectionately call him Ralphie Cheeseman. He's, <laughs> he's obsessed with cheese. He can hear, he can tell when you, he can, he can tell the difference between you opening the fridge and taking out, like, uh, for example, the milk or the juice or something. And if you grab the cheese, like, he knows the sound of a packet of cheese. Uh, if you open the fridge, you take something that it doesn't give a fuck. You won't, you won't All cheese? Any cheese. Any cheese. Any cheese. I mean, obviously, we use the same cheese a lot in the house, so he gets used to the sounds, I suppose, like the plastic for the parmesan or the yeah. pecorino, and then the kind of wrapper for the cheddar and everything. So he's, he's lo- he claims to be losing his hearing, but he can still hear when you're opening a packet of cheese. Ralphie Cheeseman. Ralphie good. Cheeseman, aye. So the painting's called something stupid, like, um, if I don't look at the cheese, I might get the cheese. So he's staring straight forward, yeah. and the cheese is like right there, taunting him. Um, and it, it's uh, I had it, we had it up in the house for the long a long time, but then I put it in an exhibition, in a a pets, a pets exhibition, like a competition, thinking I'm gonna breeze this, I'm gonna win this easy, <laughs> finally win something for that, and uh, and it didn't win, and I've I've never exhibited another painting since. <laughs> right. I honestly haven't, I actually haven't done anything since, so I took it poorly. Um, but one day I'll one day I'll paint once Frank was probably fully grown I'll probably do probably do a picture of him I think mm-hmm. but he's when we first got me like I've got a few brilliant photos of him as a puppy because he, he does this really amazing thing he wears his his ears like a wee hat like they come forward like, right yeah so he's kind of stopped doing that and I'm worried that he won't do it when he's older so I might just have to paint him as a puppy does Ralph, so I can do the uh, does Franco have a nickname as well uh, well he, when we first got him so me and, me and my wife Natasha drove down to pick him up uh, down south and um, it was a present for um, my stepdaughter Esme for her 10th birthday no 11th birthday it's 11 just last month or something two or three months ago so we went and got him with knowing that we couldn't properly name him uh, because it was going to be Esme's choice kind of thing and uh, so we were calling him Mr Whippy for a, a wee while because the day that we went down we we it was a kind of near the beach, and we went and got a whippy. And right. I thought it was. I'm to something else. Well, uh, technically, because he's a whippet, we we thought it worked worked really well. So we were calling him Mister Whippy for a while, and now now he's just called. Well, we called him Franco um, after a football, and not the not the Spanish dictator. Right. I have to say, I've said that. I have to say that to so many for them. I actually entered, I met um, a friend of mine that had a Spanish friend with them. I was down picking up the kids after school. And a friend was like, oh, Franco, Franco. And her friend was like, your dog's called Franco. And Spanish accent, like, yeah, like, Franco Brazi, though, not, 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 <laughs> your, not your Franco. It's not, not like calling my dog Adolf or, I'm or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's named after Franco Brazi. From my point of view, I don't believe that's exactly how it went down, but we now call him Franco Whippy. But nice. Still, and- Mr. Whippy's still, still his, I think it's still his name at Pets at Home. He's registered the pets at home. Like yeah. his wee card that says Mr. Whippy. So he gets mail. He gets mail through the door. <laughs> Mr. Whippy. You know, they get codes. Yeah, yeah, you never remember see his. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you said the. <clears throat> I've got absolutely no audio, by the way, like in my, my ears. Um, oh, that's it. When you said it was your favourite painting, like, is there something about it that made it your favourite? Or is it just kind of like, is it sentimental value as well as. 
technique or? it's probably a bit of both it's probably a bit of both but it, it really looks like them like it's like um when it comes to portraits human or animal I've, I've never i've never excelled at it it's not my it's not my favorite thing to do find a five human faces particularly tricky um so do we yeah, <laughs> and I love them. That's pretty much mine, but but mine would have colour. Yeah. <laughs> They'd look exactly the same. <laughs> I find it really difficult, and I find it. Um, I think it's maybe uh, with when it comes to the Franco, the sorry, the Ralph. Um, forgive me, Ralph. Uh, the Ralph painting. I think it's a mixture of the fact that I couldn't quite. Sometimes I surprise myself with painting that it's because I'm still. I mean, I've only been painting since like two thousand either 15 or 16 okay so i still i'm still at the point that I'm, i can still surprise myself and when i finished the alpha one and i put the wee the wee highlights on the eyes and it just made it look super real uh, he's gone a wee bit more gray since then so i feel like i'll probably have to do do another one at some point but um i i think it's a it's a bit of both it's a you know i spent a lot of time doing it i also don't really do that when i'm painting it was a labor of love <laughs> Like a real, it really was. Like I, I really thoroughly enjoyed every every stroke. So, um, bye. Probably a bit of both technical, technical brilliance <laughs> and pure love. They're a good combination. So, so, do you layer it up with painting? Like I've seen a couple of people do animal portraits with like drawing, like with like coloured pencils and stuff. Right, I up and finish off with like the whiskers and the whites and the eyes. Is that the same with painting or to a degree? I, I mean, I think with the pencils, pencil. Well, I've, I've got a few friends that do that. Um, it's just that hyper realistic colour mm. pencil stuff. Mm. I can't remember what they're called. Those pencils have got a specific name, but they um, it blows my mind. But paint, I guess it's kind of the same. Well, oil oil paint's probably a wee bit more forgiving than, than things like pencils and stuff. So I mean, you do definitely always take always take a, a photos of every stage of the painting I'm working on as well. Then um, with that one, I mean, it started out with just like a black outline, effectively, right? And then you just keep adding it. And, panic and saying hoping that it comes that it all comes together in the end and it, it, thankfully in that case it did but i actually had people ask to buy it yeah i which find considering yes you're yeah. is it in, do you have it displayed in the house I, no i did until the exhibition and it's been sitting in my studio right in, in a bag since since the exhibition but i keep meaning to take it home because we've got a spot for it i just don't have uh, i haven't put it back up yet they, it, it should be up in the house. I yeah. it will remain there. They're just it's very. I mean, I, I love it. I love that folk want to. I love when folk want to buy any painting. They um, kind of like if something if you painted like a member of your family or something. Someone yeah. Oh, can I buy that? Very personal to you. Real. How, how how much of your own artwork do you do you have in your own house? I say this because I I always feel slightly not arrogant necessarily I'm not quite sure what the emotion is but when you order a photo that you take and you get it print, printed out and framed and you hang it in your own house obviously there's a connection but usually that's to a, a person or a place yeah but you're also saying by putting that thing on a particular wall that this this you're, but you're discounting a lot of other things that could have gone there aye in preference for this thing yeah yeah and when I when people come into the house because my girlfriend and I moved in recently or the last three years so it was a super cheap way of getting things on walls aye of course but when people come in now and they look at it say oh did you take that it's like and that and that <laughs> and <laughs> all that wall over there <laughs> and it's like yeah oh, I mean up in it failing oh, oh. <laughs> it genuinely genuinely sets aside the computer I wish I edit these uh, podcasts so I, 
accidentally um, broke that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, so we moved, me and the family moved into our house last this, well, March last year. So we're still in that. We've got a yeah. few things up. I, I believe I've got one. Yeah, I've got one thing of mine that's up, but it's it's just that it's, it was something we did for um, my wife's birthday a few years ago at our old place. We had a friend's themed party. And um, so everyone came dressed as a favourite friends thing, um, and okay. I, I went as Mister Heckles. Oh, that's a really obscure one. Yeah, the old the guy upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the room. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I could have a cat. That guy. Um, <laughs> my two my two choices for that party actually were both. I, I, I wanted to do both, but the other one was going to be, you know, the bit when a. Uh, are you big fans of Fred? You, you watch? I've, yeah, it's true. I've seen it all. So the when Ross finds out that Marcel, the monkey, isn't dead, that it's been sent off to Hollywood or whatever, and Hank Azaria, the guy that does like Homer Simpson and that, he's in the zoo and he's sweeping up, and he's just walking about sweeping up and being dead, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Thought of that yeah no, information yeah. about your monkey. That was going to be my mate, my costume, but my <laughs> wife was like, "You can't just go randomly up, like cutting about the party, brushing up, and telling folk stories about their monkey." So I went, chose Mr. Heckles, but the, without a doubt, though, the best, the, the best outfit that night, I think, uh, was the wonderful and your previous guest, Ian White. Uh, oh yeah? You're turned, you're turned up, man, and I'm like, oh, everyone, and we're all, you know, we've all grown up with friends, we're all, we're really well, well versed in it, and I just couldn't figure out what the, who he was fucking meant to be, right? And he's like, he was all in white, effectively. He came dressed in white and he had some face paint on and it took it took in fact I didn't even take me a while to figure it out. I had to ask him when he finally told us it was the he was the big white plastic dog that well, oh, the in the house, which I just thought was the most bonkers. Uh, between that and my cousin John who dressed up as the half and half Ross, the sunburn um, yeah. sunburn thing. But the So anyway, that party I did the for the one of the doors, I just did a quick acrylic painting of uh, that Frame that they had round the people, yeah, on the door. I did that, so that's the only thing that I've got <laughs> of all my paintings. So they golden frame around the purple yeah, door or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we've got. I've got that up in the hallway in the house for some reason. But that's where Ralph will go when I finally remember mm. to bring him back for the studio. But most of the work in my in our house, and when I say most, we've only got like five things. Six, including the frame thing that I painted, but we've got five things, and four of those things are by Roddy McKenzie, who's a local uh, madman from Croy, down at the Electric Bay Gallery. Yeah, yeah. Um, was there another ring? Oh, I think. Man, he's he's un he's unbelievable, man. So I've got I got a birthday present for my fortieth from my wife and a bunch of my friends, all chipped in, because uh, his stuff's not cheap. The it shouldn't be as incredible, uh, but it's a painting of a photo he took out the front of his car where he was driving really fast down the electric bay at night so it's like this kind of blood road it's fucking incredible it's one of the first paintings that i ever remember seeing a roddy's when i first met him and it's like one of three that I, I, I hope that i wanted to own and there's another two that i hope to own at some point but I need to save my or turn 50 or whatever it is <laughs> but i'll be for that but um so i've got like most more roddy's than more roddy's than mine certainly but that's only because we as I say, we moved house last year and I haven't finally made any big decisions. Mm. But the, the previous house, I had a bunch of stuff up in. But kind of gets stale after a while and the kind of thing, oh, I might as well try and sell that and, and nobody buys it and then you're like, well, just store this and all, you know, I do sell, I, I do sell work, but the... Sell? 
Yeah. Yeah. Some of them do sell. But the ones that I had in the house have been, they were quite big and they're, they're a bit garish, like tulips. But the, aye, I'm not wired. I don't know why I even mentioned that I tried to sell them. It's kind of what you do, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, apparently it's the whole point. It's the whole point of actually painting them, I think, is to try and get other folk to put them up on their walls. But Yeah, share it. Yeah. But sometimes you want to keep them something. Uh, Roddy's gallery is cool. Like, cause I, I saw a few. I went for like my Lynn Sink. She's done the horse. Ah, yeah, yeah. Siren call. Ah, as well. you're, you're involved with the brewing as well, right? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And I've also also got a can. Also done, oh, yeah? done painting on a can. I, um, there's myself, Lynn and Roddy have all done uh, beer labels for the brewery. Nice. Um, I said, cool. I did one for a beer called IC Badgers. Okay. And the painting was a, I went through a wee phase of painting with a squeegee a few years ago and I did this one painting that it, it, it just looked like a bunch of badgers having an orgy. So <laughs> and the, the painting's called... It tastes like that. Yeah, well, the, I've never actually drank it. The, the painting's called Badger Orgy and my uncle, who's the, who's the head brewer, loved it so much that I gave him it. And uh, then he's, my cousin, his son stole it and it's now in his home studio. Nice. But the... Like it used for the artwork and we weren't allowed to call it I wasn't I tried to like you need to call it Badger Orgy. The beer must be called Badger yeah. Orgy, but it's that would sell well. I thought say that would be a good name for a beer. Yeah. If we were in Glasgow it would have worked. Yeah. You know, one of those cool Glasgow breweries. But yeah, I saw the the brewery we've, we've tried we've, Roddy's got one as I say, Lynn's got one. Tried to you know I know get this on the <laughs> Yeah, portrait IPA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just made it work. I've seen worth labels, I'll tell you. I've seen worth labels. So um, when you're saying that you, you know, have like stuff up in your studio and stuff, mm. what where is your studio? Like how how do you find having that and how long into painting was it before you made the jump to get a studio? That's a good question. I think um, I think it was two years. Two years? That since I started painting that I needed a studio. It was more it was the, the necessity of it more than anything. It was the storage, the storage aspect. And I dotted about I tried to find a I, you know, chasing up somebody saying, Oh, this person will give you some studio space. You go and go and talk to them and you walk into the place and it must have seen about a dozen places that were just like, You can't offer this as a painting studio. <laughs> there's, there's people just cutting about, you know, it's no there's no security, there's no nothing. So I finally get um finally got my place on Old Bridge Street. Okay. So, like, right above where the joke shop used to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, in fact, when I first moved in, there was a big box of stuff from the joke shop. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kept what was, I kept all the good stuff and just binned the rest of it. But stink bombs. There was sadly no stinking. No. Those were our favourite as Emily's. Oh, my God. They were so, so much fun, man. Not fun if, I, if you get hit with one, but... <laughs> I I, the, so, I've got the top floor in... Is my studio and I've got quite a bit of space. I actually used to rent one of the rooms out to one of my friends or two of my friends, sorry. And then, but it's now they're now out and it's just all all mine again. And then downstairs we've now got a gallery. Mm. Uh, me, Roddy McKenzie from Croy, and a couple of other artists, Wendy Bibby and Alan McNally. So Wendy does like screen print or print print making, and Alan does watercolors. Cool. And Roddy does mental oil painting. Yeah, through a mirror. Paints. Oh yeah, I'm going to see because you've got that post on Instagram showing you trying it. Trying it. Ah, it's impossible. <laughs> Fucking impossible. I mean, the guy's an absolute sorcerer. Um, so he like he like do that. Like he look in the middle there. Yeah. Paint like that. 
and what and he what, plays better than anyone I've ever met, and he doesn't. You know, he's like, what, what do you gain through that as a, a method perspective? Right, okay. Too much fucking perspective. Uh, sorry, that's a terrible <laughs> reference. That's a great reference. A great film. Um, the uh, what was it from? Spinal Tap. Ah, oh, right. Uh, yeah, when they're in the flat standing at Presley's grave. Right. I had that. I had that video of that. I never watched it. Don't oh, know. It's, it's incredible, man. Um, aye, well, it's not a good sidetrack with Spinal Tap, but the. Uh, I so I, I basically started out as um, he had a wee studio when he was at art school back in the eighties, and he had this wee studio in an attic in Mary Hill, and he had no space. So he'd start by, you know, he'd be painting against the canvas, and then he'd have a mirror set up behind him, and he'd look at the, and to give him the the step back, if you know what I mean, because he didn't have enough space to take. His no, you couldn't actually get further. Yeah, nah, which you need to a lot of the time with painting, so. And then he said he just got bored or couldn't be bothered moving his head quite so much. So he just, just, just continued after doing that. And it's, it's mental. I've watched him do it. I've tried it a dozen times. I can hardly get the brush to touch the canvas. It's, it's yeah. absolutely insanity. And it's the, the paintings he comes away with from doing it's bonkers, man. Look, guys, he's a, a well, a well hidden secret, sadly, because he should be way more successful than, than he currently is. That he has got he's very successful, but he's he should be well more well known, should I say. Is that due to lack of self promotion or what's the holdback there, do you it's think? The, or did he prefer, he might maybe prefers to be somewhat to have some sort of anonymity? Yeah, I think he, well he he does like the fact he does like being left alone to paint. Like yeah. I think like a lot of painters they would just love to be left alone to paint as much as possible. And I know the Roddy's kinda of like that, but at the same time, you know, he you also need to sell your work and sadly these days you need to be very online for selling work and Roddy's just can't be bothered with, with all that, that stuff mm. I mean he's he's they've got the internet but he doesn't really <laughs> use it so he's um, I I mean I, I, he, he definitely I mean he's he's definitely had a lot of success over his career he, he did he has had pe- periods when he sold quite a lot of work for quite a lot of money but mm. and I, he's just kind of down at Croy quite hard to get to as well yeah you know so it's uh, that was one of my thinkings about getting or one of my reasons sorry for getting trying to get us all together in town because Roddy's all the way down in Croy Wendy's based in I think Mabel and Allen's a place that Colman Hill I don't even know yeah I don't know where that is is it Ayrshire? it is the South Ayrshire it's in Stinshire it's not far from Ballantry oh is that right it's Ballantry in Ayrshire yeah is it just just I thought that was like like a a TV show or something. <laughs> Fallible. Actual. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Meant to be fair. Uh, no, but Valentry's a lovely little spot. Um, well worth a walk. Ah, is that right? Yeah. Well, you can walk there for a year. But if you've got time. All right. <laughs> you can walk anywhere. Yes. Here, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Really, but it was Stephen Wright joke or something, I think, isn't it? Aye. Everywhere's uh, walking to. Everywhere's walking to. That's the world. Um, uh, aye. So being pals of Roddy and stuff, like who... Got you into painting? Well, well, I met Roddy not long after I'd started painting. Right. He was the first artist that I met, I think. And it, and it was actually off the back of a really long walk with me and my wife uh, at that time. Palantry. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> at that time, she was my girlfriend. And one of our first things that we did together, actually, we, me, Natasha, and Ralph went for a walk from te- the newer to. To Croy, we got the bus to Denewer 
and then from there we walked along the coast to, to Croy but mm-hmm. it got super sketchy at one point because we didn't time it right at all when okay. the water was coming in and everything and I'm petrified of the sea like petrified oh, yeah? well, like any water actually any water that's I don't like water but the sea particularly terrifies me because like I don't have any interest in what's in it and I don't I don't want to be in it that, those are the two things I know like the, the things that are in it terrify me and being in it is equally it's so it's so violent yeah <laughs> it's like comes crashing against what rocks and that and folklore is beautiful and you look fucking terrifying so it got sketchy we finally made it to Croy and uh, met Roddy and uh, introduced myself as we're trying to get a business opportunity with him because he's having he's having these evenings events and all that kind of stuff and I'm like well, we've got a brewery you should mm. you know you should use our beer kind of thing and then through that he'd he put two and two together and figured out that I was also a painter because he'd heard about me or something through I think through some mutuals. Um, but get in terms of who got me into painting, I, I get. Um, I, I was. Uh, I had. I went through a bit of a phase. I wanted to be a writer for quite a while, mm-hmm. um, probably for about ten years. So a wee bit more than a phase, maybe. But and it was going all right. You know, I, I could I could write and stuff. But I tried to write a book about a trip that I, I went on to North America, and uh, I got a really terrible. I got a really terrible, uh, what would you call it, response from a publishing house. This guy took my, <laughs> this guy took something really serious or personally, like my my lack of technical ability, I guess, would probably be the mm. thing. Like, um, you know, like, because I wasn't like Hemingway or something, they took it fucking really personally. And I'm like, mate, not everyone can be fucking brilliant. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the story's really good though, you know. It's, and uh, But no, he was, he was a total dick about it. And I actually ended up making me, Gave me like writer's block, which mm. um, I've never ever managed to get past. I've never, I, I mean, I haven't tried in a while to be fair. But even when I was, I've had to write a few things out over the last few years, and even writing stuff out, it's like coming up went off the top of my head. Feels impossible now. Whereas years ago, it was it was like second nature. And, uh, and after a bit, maybe I don't know, maybe three or four months, maybe slightly longer. Uh, I found some paints that in my mum's my mum's bit that she'd been at a painting. She'd done some painting lessons or something a few years prior. Yeah. So I just stole those paints and been started messing about. So your kind of need to be creative kind of went from writing. You had the bags, yeah. and you kind of funneled it into. Aye, yeah. Because I tried. I, I even when I was younger, I even wrote some songs. You know, I tried. You know, I knew that I knew that I had that I, I, create a creative spark. I just didn't. I really wanted it to be music. <laughs> you really. I really wanted it to be music. I still, I still do. Still hope that one day I'll find the instrument that you know I can play. But as it as it stands, I haven't been able to play any of them. But the uh, painting, painting came to me the way that I wished uh, music had, uh, I suppose, had mm-hmm. come to me. So uh, it was, it felt dead natural. I was still learning everything. You know, I'm still very definitely learning. But I taught my, I pretty much taught myself how to paint by doing landscapes. Like just mm-hmm. obsessively painting landscapes. Like doing like four or five a day. Just like sitting in my room, I was at the time I was single. I had a bar job that I was, you know, I was doing bare minimum as I could, and just sitting about, fucking smoking and smoking weed and painting landscapes. Mm-hmm. Like just until I felt confident enough to, you know, try something else. And then from that point, I went into so weird. It got really weird after a while. I went like. like uh, like self portraits and cheeseburgers and space. Yeah, I think the, the, the burgers were the one that sounds like Oh, yeah, the fresh air thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, there was a burger. Was that the, the self portrait? Was that the one, the, the genetic lottery? 
There's a oh uh, no no that's that's a portrait uh, that's actually a portrait of King Charles. That's the marriage to lose and win the yeah. heavy lottery in one goal once. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a whole other kind of weirdness. Um, that was a, a recent. Is that a Hunter S. Thompson line? No, no, no. It was a, a no, one hundred percent me. So there is some well, real, fantastic some talent in the writing. Then, if you're yeah, hearing yeah, the two, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I, I love Hunter S. Thompson. He's one of my. I've got a Hunter S. Thompson quote on my on my. Oh, head. Yeah. It sounded Hunter S. Thompson ish. Yeah, oh, right, amazing. Well, that's pretty much that's if, you know in terms of my writing, that's what was uh, uh, that's probably why I was never going to be any good at writing because I wanted to be I wanted it to be like Hunter S. Thompson, as I think the kind of young guys that write do, especially our, my generation or whatever, they were too heavy into too heavy into Hunter S. Thompson. You're like, yeah, I'm just gonna just do drugs and drink and write, try and be like Hunter S. Thompson, and you're like, it's, there's only one of them for a reason. Yeah. There's not many people could survive that lifestyle. No, not even he could. What's his right? Gonzo journalism or something? Journalism. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah, just putting himself, just pure ego. They're putting himself right in the heart of the story. Like it's something like it's wild, man. Like he, I'm, I've got, when I get into someone, I get massive, I get obsessive about it, right? So one of the Thompson, I get stupidly into him. Same way, uh, for like Howard Hughes and, and all these, all these kind of weird American guys. But the, Hunter Thompson, when he did Fear and Load in Las Vegas was the first thing that I ever saw the film. Yeah. Saw the film first, then read the book. And um, it turns out that I found out not long after that, that Fear and Load in Las Vegas was meant to be like a 150 word caption. Well, not even a 150 word caption, it had to be a caption, which then get made to be a little bit wanted to be like a 150 word synopsis, effectively, or whatever, of this race, this bike race in Vegas. And then. He wrote what he wrote, and they were like, "Well, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to put it out." <laughs> well, yeah, we will release it, but it wasn't what they asked for. Certainly, you know, he just went. Uh, Yankee referred to it as one of his biggest failures because he was meant to go and, you know, he changed he changed the the course of journalism forever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he felt it was a failure, which I think is fucking hilarious. Yeah, so, uh, so good. Could all have those kind of failures? Would all be a, all be very lucky? And <laughs> um, do you know who does the? Because I know in like Fear and Loathing and stuff, it's got quite a distinct, like the illustrations. Yeah. Um, I think it's that the, for the book and a lot of those books, it was Ralph Steadman. Right. Who's still going, still, still living, still working, the total, a total legend. He was probably as unhinged as, as Hunter Thompson. I think he's Welsh. I think that's, I think that's his vibe. And he's, there's a really nice film actually. I can't remember which one it is, but Steadman, it's a BBC thing and he actually, he travels out to go and, meet back up with them because they oh, cool. they kind of get forced together to do this um, horse race coverage in the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. and he wrote a thing called the Kentucky Derby is decadent and depraved and it's wild man like it's like it's completely and utter insanity and they get put together with, like, I think at that point Ralph Steadman was doing like fairly kind of a still very artistic but but not not bonkers but he was doing stuff for like pretty serious magazines like pretty high highbrow magazines and that and he get lumped in with Thompson to do this Kentucky Derby thing and they just basically started taking everything doing everything and then wrote this horrifying account of a of a horse race in the south the southern states and yeah, that was them best best friends for the rest of that well the rest of Thompson's life certainly unfortunately but 
the incredible Stead Steadman's a real influence, like especially the when I started doing all that pen stuff recently with the mm. the the genetic lottery thing. The, the it's impossible to write with a quill or whatever they call them nib, an ink an ink thing. <laughs> if, <laughs> I don't know the words for stuff. I didn't go to art school. But you know those wee sharp things that you plug in, you dip it in ink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and nib. Right, we'll call them nibs. When you write with one of them, it looks it's impossible to not make it look like Ralph Steadman. Okay, like it, uh, really. And unless it's just because I subconsciously I'm like, well, you know, I'm mm -hmm. make it look like Ralph. So maybe I'm doing it intentionally, but um, but it, the, it's it, no one ever pulls it up though. I always get told it looks like Quentin Blake. Yeah, I've been told that a bunch. Like, the old Dow guy, right? Old Dow guy, which is also very possible that, and that's how influence works. I suppose. I mean, we've all grown up with old Dow books. Suppose. Can I ask while you're talking about influence? Because mm. I, I really liked your take on the the castle quote about artists stealing, but a lot of people misinterpret it as I like good artists steal. No, good art, good artists borrow great artists steal. Yeah, I think is the quote, and it's always used whenever somebody gets accused of plagiarism right on the internet, which is which is not as frequent as it should be because yeah. there's a lot of plagiarists getting away with there's a lot of people doing stuff that they shouldn't be getting away with and uh, the that quote comes up in the folk of all art is steel great art is steel Picasso said that in a little apparently I don't think it was Picasso that said that originally I'm not sure can't guarantee that but it's it's more it's, as we have written it's just one of those things that if you take it on the surface yeah it means you know going you know I'll, I'll I'm going to copy that you know I'm going to copy that picture and sign my name on it mm -hmm. and, uh, but what it means is that the best way for me to, to describe it is I've got a series of paintings that I've done with post-it notes yeah but since since the cheeseburgers the only motif that I've ever kind of focused in on back in the day I got obsessed with wanting to paint cheeseburgers I tried to make this until I could really nail it post-it notes are the same thing like it took me ages like fucking nail, get, get it nailed right so I, I started painting post-it notes because of a painter that I follow, an incredible painter. And it's actually the only other person's work that I've got up in the living room is a print of this, this painter's work. She's called Shanna Levinson from America. And um, it's stuff, her stuff's incredible. Like, it's really incredible. She paints lace. She paints a lot of stuff, but the one in the series that I got a print from, uh, from my wife's birthday, and it's a... Uh, it's a lace. I think it's actually the. I think it's a self portrait. You can't see her head though, but it's like a lace dress and a hand with the nail polish, and that just looks fabulous. That photograph's incredible. And she did a painting once where a bit of paper taped to. It, it looked like that paper was taped to what we cut out of a bird or something. Like, okay. Something like that, and I, I saw that painting, and it, it's, it was in. It was obviously in my head one day, and I'm like, I don't fucking paint. You know, I was. Stuck pips. Uh, I occasionally would stick post the nose to my paintings anyway if I had an idea and I didn't want to get into it at that point. I'd stick mm. it to it and fuck off and do something else for a while. And because uh, I'm very forgetful, <laughs> I need to leave myself notes sometimes. Um, and a, a combination of the post it, seeing the post it note, and then remembering that painting with what looked like that paper stuck to it. Uh, that that's what that's what whoever it was that said that quote meant about great artists steal. Yeah. Like you take in, like, take in everything. Like everyone does. That's how the brain works. And what comes out is either your honest attempt to be an original or plagiarism. It's like there's no, 
doesn't really line, doesn't isn't really any grey area. Like it's, it is a really fine line. So the the best you can do, I think, is like to try and try and be original. I suppose like that's uh, you're not. It's it's not often possible because every, it feels at times that everything's been done. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Like, where can you go from here, kind of thing? Was the difference between that though and jumping on a bandwagon? I mean, social media is terrible for it. You see, someone does something original and great. Yeah, and then it's all you see for the next two weeks. And yeah. someone else bucks the trend and does something over there. Yeah, and people have a tendency to hammer things home too hard. Yeah, and also there's people that can afford to promote their work where other artists can't. So there's currently actually there's a um, there's a bit it's not really even a thing I suppose it is on a very tiny tiny area on the internet but there's this there's this guy who started painting Rothko's and writing on it fake Rothko and then other things like fake Rothko fake Rolex fake orgasm all that kind of stuff uh, you know and his, his stuff's all the other stuff that he does is, is, is pretty goofy I, I love it you know I think his, his stuff's great it's just it's, it's daft and then um, you know, you guys get a bit of a following, probably got a few thousand followers, I can't remember exactly. But then there's this girl that's popped up on Instagram, very attractive, aesthetic, you know, she's got the aesthetic for Instagram down, she's got paintings or position, blah, 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 but it's, it's, it's fake Rothko, fake Rolex, fake, fake orgasm, mm-hmm. all same, the same thing, right? But if you, she's promoted like fuck, you know, she, like, she pays these, pages you, you can go onto certain pages and send them like a certain amount of money and they'll post your work repeatedly for like a week or something i don't know exactly how it was i've never done it but then you know so you go on it and go oh, this is actually you know stole this idea because this is yeah you know your first example of this is like last year whereas this first example this guy's first example of this is like five six years ago you know it's it's really easy to find out sometimes but the amount of folk that will just be like they'll take the hump if you well, I go on the internet quite a lot and I use folk plagiarism like I fucking love it like even, I wanted to do more of that man yeah it's, I, I think it should be called out I think it's like I, I mean obviously there's like some people that are you know they're all, they're, it's not going to matter if some wee daft guy calls them a plagiarist right but the one that I, I take the pleasure the most in is uh, and I honestly <laughs> like that see Damien Hurst right yeah Damien Hurst when you're like when I was a kid and he was like pickling animals and all that, like whatever it is that he was doing, right? It kind of passed me by, right? Because I was like just like mad into football as a kid. Didn't care a bit much. Like I was like just football. Like I just want to play football and that's it. that's it. So art wasn't really on my radar that much. I had some uncles in my family that were talented painters and stuff and I liked looking at their stuff when I yeah. went to the house and everything. But, you know, it wasn't really like I wasn't like oh, I need to go to, go into this. We'll go to the galleries and that. You know, it wasn't wasn't that way in Clyde when I was a kid. So when you hear about Damien Hurst as a kid, it was like oh, he was put a shark in a tank and cut it in half or a cow or whatever it was, and you're like brilliant. And then years later, it was like once again to art. I still wasn't paying that much attention to him because he's. I've always felt ah, uh, it's just not my kind of thing, right? But then, I was reading this old magazine one day and I had this full page of work that was already created and then exact copies that were done by Damien Hurst like 20 years 30 years later mm-hmm. kind of thing like side by side comparisons a full page in a magazine and it's it blew my mind right so I any any opportunity that I've got on the internet if I see anyone mention Damien Hurst's name 
it just sends me into a frenzy. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I really go for it. Like it's, it really pisses me off. And it's the best thing about it is it's the only time I can think that I've, if you go on the internet and say about anybody, you're always going to get someone going, oh, fuck you, man. That's, yeah. You're wrong. That guy's brilliant or that person's brilliant. It's never happened with Damien Hurst. Mm -hmm. But it's the one person that I can say with, like, the, I've, I must have done maybe 20 videos probably dedicated to Damien Hurst and his, and his thievery and not once has someone got past one or two people have gone show me an example of how he's been a plagiarist like, yeah. and I've shown them and then they go alright alright no, he definitely is you know it's, it's really funny like no one's got his back like, and I don't understand how you can be in the game that long even people that work for him like I know personally know some people that have worked for him and the like, he's the worst guy on the planet. Like he's the worst guy going, and I fucking love it. Like I, I really, <laughs> you know, because it, sometimes you feel bad. Like yeah, because you can't like everything. Like you just can't. You can't like everything. And the nature of, I think the nature of things sometimes. You know, if you're in the wrong kind of mood, and someone says, "Oh, what do you think about like yes. who, like Banksy?" Because mm -hmm. Banksy's in Glasgow, they're right. And you know, like most days I'll just well, he's a plagiarist as well. He's a plagiarist as well, so. He's probably a bad example, but um, I like the fact that Banksy copied that Blake Lara. Yeah. And then Mr. Brainwash said, I'm just going to copy Banksy. And then actually made a career out of it. Yeah. Just absolutely I, I'm just yeah. going to literally copy everything. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's just that he's done it. Banksy yeah. did it. So why not? Everyone, unfortunately, at a certain level, everyone seems to do it. Like the copying. If you're doing it, like, like Brainwash was it, I. Yeah. Like if you do it like that and you actually, you know, you admit you're doing it. Uh-huh. Like, it's funny. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Like, I'd you know, it'd be brilliant fun if I had the capacity to get my hands on a shark. That's what you need. It's just this, it, it's, it's too hard to plagiarize Damien Hurst, I suppose, but it's easy for him because he's got the money. Yeah. yeah. So he can plagiarize other folk. Easy. What? Easy. What you were saying about, say, like the attractor girl with the Instagram following, mm -hmm. I was so happy when I saw you talking about that on TikTok because originality and creativity whether or not my photos are original or creative, I try to be. Yeah. But it pisses me off so much because there seems to be no shame now. There's absolutely zero shame in copying the exact same photo, the exact same painting, the exact same reel or video and everyone's using the same song. And yeah. the thing that annoys me the most now, I have, you know, like, I hate watching. I have to go in the comments and see how they respond to a compliment. Yeah. So there'll be something which I know is AI, like the cottage in Glencoe and they've got AI and there's star trails and it's the same photo everyone's taking and there's like a sunbeam coming down that I recognise from an app. And someone will say, oh my God, can't believe you captured it. And they're like, yeah, I know, that's great. And I'm like, you fucking didn't. You're full of shit. Yeah. And they've got 200,000 followers that they probably bought off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Oh, it's, it busts you. It really busts you. It's so kind humble enough. Yeah. Like, just to be like, there's a, there's a painter, I'm not going to say who has, right? And I don't mean that to sound arch then. I just don't want to get into it. But they, they posted a photo of... It was a photo, right? It was of them, I think. I can't remember exactly what was in the photo, but it was of them, and there was some sort of weird filter over it that made it look like it was splattered with paint. Mm -hmm. But it was very definitely a photo. Like, it was, there was no arguing about it. And uh, loads of folk loads of folk in the comments were like, oh, I fucking nailed that. It's the greatest painting I've ever seen well done. <laughs> and the person, the painter, didn't, didn't correct it yeah like just ignored now, all the comments like yeah. just jump in on at least one of them yeah, and just be like listen this, this is a photo with a filter on it like it's definitely not a painting yeah but they didn't and you're like because they'd rather 
It would have the kudos associated with something like that when they didn't do it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No shame. It's no shame. And that's what we have to deal with on the internet. The, the art world is very definitely, for folk, at, for folk at a certain level or below a certain level, you know, like myself, like I have to do all my art business on the internet. There's, not, there's no other way for me to do it. Now it's, you know, ex, ex, exhibitions are, are good, but there's you know, a, lot of, a lot of hassle for very little reward in terms of, yeah. you know, financial reward. And that's ultimately... You know, all I need, all I want, all I want from my painting is to be able to afford my studio. That's that's it. I just need to be able to keep my studio functioning. So I don't, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to go chasing after all these exhibitions to try to try my hardest to get my paintings on a wall because I can. I know just now, for the time being, I can paint something, post it on Instagram, and often they'll sell because I keep my price super low as well because I've also got an issue with the expensive art. <laughs> but I just you know like it's I just find it's like if you're not if you're not kind of one of these big names that you can get into you, you, get, you get taken on by a gallery or you've got representation or something you know you need to be online but the, the, the online side is filled with as we say like fucking you know like real real thieves and AI as well AI as well and you know, just like terrible takes as well. Like people that have got really terrible opinions on art or really kind of stupid, just stupid brains. Like people that have got like brains that don't work. Yeah. You know, it's, and, but they're getting away with, you know, they, they do get away with yeah. it to some degree. It's an accident. It's like expose the saviour talking about. And then like two people over there, yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. It's over. And I'm still raging and nothing's, yeah. nothing's been accomplished. <laughs> no, I like it. Well, yeah. just know that I'm sitting there like, yes. Appreciate Kevin. it, man. Appreciate it. So wait, nice. see, just before we move on, mm. I know there's a lot of topics we could go on a tangent with, whether it's AI or uh, where can people buy your paintings? Predominantly Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I post, I do try and post all my work on all social media, but I find that Instagram's the most painter-friendly mm. map. Like you can put them all in like a seat. Well, in saying that, sometimes it's a bit of a pain in the ass with the actual size of the picture. Like if you try and put ten pictures up, you know, it's sometimes yeah, they're zoomed into one. Is it You like I don't understand how they haven't figured this out yet. It's been a problem forever. Yeah, and they seem to fix stuff all the time on these apps. But for some reason, this ability to change the change the size of the picture in the, in the actual post that just doesn't. It's, it's annoying, but that's it seems the best place to sell art for me. Certainly, like I, I don't get many sales. I, the, the other, the other, the other one, I suppose I, I do post my work on TikTok now, and I've had I've had a week, quite a bit of success, I suppose. But I usually just tell them to come through to my Instagram and do business on Instagram for some reason. So, um, so I Ferrero Rossi at Ferrero Rossi on Instagram at Ferrero Rossi. And yeah. if you've got TikTok. I suppose some of the videos are on Instagram as well, but at Ferrero Rossi on TikTok, loads of folk ask you questions and yeah. you, you give your take on things like Banksy, uh, the guy that did the cow prints in there, uh, <laughs> Damien Hurst, but also positive ones. Like yeah. I think I asked you about an artist and the Iranian women, Dulce Galchini, I found That's a years ago. And uh, there was, I had an opportunity because there was a guy I used to work with, Steve, and he's right into his art. He does auctions for Glasgow Children's Hospital and stuff. So, sold like a print and stuff there but Gossip Gocini was there and one of hers with like the skiers going down the white paint right aye it was only, it was only a few hundred 
And then I checked in by the time Steve next did an auction, it was a few thousand. I'm like, bah, oh, I missed it. Man, that's, it happens so fast. Yeah. Happens so fast for folks. That, that, no wonder with that work, that, that, that stuff was really cool. Really like that. I really like that stuff. But that's the great thing about TikTok for me is that I learned, I learned quite a lot, I suppose. Why do you use TikTok as a, a forum compared to any other? Because it's one that I don't interact with at all. And it's because I've got a sort of preconceived notion about the type of thing that's on it. It's although yours you've obviously got content is very different to what my Yeah. Thing is. I mean I I definitely when I first heard of TikTok, I, I was I was so I was so into Vine that when yeah, yeah. I TikTok I'm like, ah, wait, this pish twelve nonsense like this. This isn't this isn't gonna work. You need it needs to be short and succinct, you know, like yeah. it needs to but no, I have soon learned that I mean it's it's a heinous app. Yeah. Like I will say that. Like it's I'm on it a lot. But it's it's a real bad one, right? Because it's I mean, it sucks your day. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you could there you lack and we get ten minutes or just, you know, sitting up a cigarette and watching TikToks before you know it, you've been you're sad in all day smoking and watching TikTok. But the it, it there's more there is, there's more to it than, you know, like kids dancing or whatever it is. Yeah. The, which is the sort of traditional stereotype of it. But um I think I get into it because I think I think I just liked the fact that you can do that. I mean, I, until very recently, every video that I do, I've ever done is got a is a green screen with mm-hmm. a scrolling background. Like I'm not, I, I'm not in the business of like finding out what the app can do. I'm like, well, I found this one thing that is looks so bad and induces headaches, and I can talk about art and really punish people. People don't like. <laughs> You want to learn about this artist, you're going to have to put up with this fucking really spider eyes. Yeah, bad. real eyes. So that, but then, so that for the last couple of years, all it was was the spinning green screen thing. But then recently, I found that the filters. Yeah. Which I only, I start only started using because a couple of folk made a couple of comments that I, I, the audacity of them, I couldn't believe. Like, um, the fact I mentioned it that day, so it was the, it all kicked off the filter thing, and my my anger kicked off something fierce with, uh plagiarism story about a painter that stole that painted somebody's photograph well right. a professional photographer who had a picture on the front cover of Harper's Bizarre Vietnam Edition and this wee guy for Luxembourg painted the picture entered into competition which had won monet- a, a financial reward and then he was trying to sell it for six grand right so the ph- photographer got in touch going just to let you know because the guy's a young guy right student I think just, just like you know the way you usually do things is you ask permission or you license yeah. the image or whatever because this is an exact copy of my paint my photograph all you've done is flipped it all fucking hell broke loose like this poor woman this poor photographer right that just started getting on these matches getting death threats and everything like yeah. full on like people just raging at for having the audacity to to attack this boy for all he did was paint and apparently and like this is this is when it got wild the photo look all you did was take a photo he painted it that takes more that takes more ability and you're like well <laughs> not really like because like obviously like taking photographs you know you can like it, we all know how much it takes to 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 do that like to compose a shot get a model you know it's all hitting that thing Obviously, it's you know it's a lot of work, but for some reason people think because you're 
clicking a button that that's all there is to it. So then, so I ended up, I was so invested in this story because I'm like, this wee guy ended up getting like, it went to the court in Luxembourg. That's where he was from. In the court in Luxembourg, um, it turns out that this kid's mum was in, involved in the local um, judiciary. Is that how you say it? Like, yeah. Kind of, she was. I was quite high up in the, certainly in the community. Maybe not. Maybe not in any legal sense, but she was obviously heavily involved in this. But they, 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 they ruled against the photographer in Luxembourg. Like they said yeah. that the, they said that the pose that the model was doing, despite the fact that the model was entirely organized by the photographer how she was standing how her hair was how the power clothes were and all these things were replicated in the paintings like the hair coming down over her eyes and the way that the shawl was on and stuff he added like one or two things into the painting but he very definitely a terrible copy of a lovely photograph so um don't know how we got into that. Take I so this is the 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 point where I put my microphone on the producer's mic. Oh, welcome! And they they say that um, now I don't have any signal to verify this, fact check it, but I think photography derives from like Greek or something, meaning painting with light. Yeah, photo photons. Yeah, yeah. Makes there you go. Because graphic is like graffiti as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, they get they get you just get shit on something fierce photographers and that. I didn't realise it until quite recently, like when when all this kicked off. So when I started using the filters, it was to respond to these stupid comments. Mm-hmm. We've got something check, um, courtesy of Lee. It's drawing with light, not painting. Drawing with light, right? You know, mm-hmm. close enough. That's really interesting because a lot of people will always bring up the fact that see when you get into the AI argument, like and you're like AI is stupid, man. Like that's yeah, it's not art. That, well, that's what they said about photography, like, you know, in the 1800s or whatever, you know, they always said that, and you're like, I don't, you're still using, like, actual physical ability with, when you're doing photogra- photography. Yeah, so I'm just typing a few words into Anthony and getting a few sing back for you. It's really weird, because part of me doesn't want to be the, you know, I'm aware that I'm, you know, I'm 41, so in, in the internet, that's, like, that's ancient, right? So if you start being like, oh, man, fuck AI, you know, you're just going to get loads of younger folk going, aye, granddad, let's just, you know, get on with it. You know, it's happening. This is happening. Yeah. You're just too old to understand it. And I think there maybe is a wee tiny element of me being not too old to understand it because ultimately I'm only 41, but I am not that. I kind of stopped. I got to a certain level with technology and I stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I've never owned a tablet. Not yet, but I'm I'm, I'm going to soon, actually. I've made, a, I've made a decision to own a tablet, right, which is... Bonkers! Like uh, I've never, I've never owned one, but I want one because I've. Um, I'm actually going back to college. Going back to college next. Yeah. It just I just got my funding and all that. So as soon as I get my loan in, it's buying a tablet. I mean, it'll be useful probably for college. But I'll probably use it. But your phone is just a tablet miniaturized. That's true. It's the same fact. I know, but what I really want, and I don't know if you've seen this, right? Is a is is a I think it's called endless paper. I know what you mean. I've looked at this and I've kind of thought that's a great idea. So when you zoom in, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just keep drawing. Yeah. And you like zoom into like your eye and then, yeah. you know, like into another universe. See some of these on Instagram. These, oh, yeah. God, man. I've been not stopped thinking about it for months. And yeah. like it's taken me and drunk. Sure. You wouldn't be able to do it that way. You probably could get it on the phone, maybe, but it would take Yeah, probably a different 
technology. So I want like a tablet with one of the yeah fancy pens. But I think what you're saying about the technology aspect of it is maybe not so much technology. It seems more like it's a protection of artistry and creativity. The argument against the AI, you mean? Yeah. Hey, oh. Or just or just technology as general. Or AI, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the same arguments can be made of film versus digital. And both, and they have been made. They have been made, yeah. and there's a place for both. Yeah, there's a huge sure. renaissance for for film at the moment. Yeah, of course, yeah. but it's safe. At the same time with film and digital, it's usually from the stance of ignorance that people did alter their film photos yeah. the same way that we do in Lightroom, dodging and burning and changing parts of it. So it's always happened. It's just yeah. at face value, if you don't look into it, other than the surface, film photo, Aye. nothing's done, which can be true. But it's also got the film you choose has a certain colour grade. Yeah. Whereas if you take with digital, raw versus JPEG, raw is the raw ingredients it's going to be flat because it's capturing enough data it's not going to look nice mm -hmm. take a jpeg like on your phone it's going to give you an hdr it's going to process it right okay but it's usually just that argument from a stance of ignorance but i think with ai it's the same thing like it has its place but usually the people that are posting the ai art are annoying and like you say that they're, they're they're taking the credit as if they've they've done this genius thing but they've all they've typed in is like make a thing in the style of this artist yeah. uh, but it's like a woman and it's raining yeah, I'm like yeah. Well, for the, this. Yeah, yeah, this is me. This is my art. Yeah, I mean, see, for do you know you remember, you remember like for, for for at least two or three weeks at the start, all this fucking madness that was literally folk gloating online. They were like, oh, "This is going to, you know, say goodbye to your career artists." You know what I mean? Let's just yeah. Go, no, let's imagine gloating about that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like for something that's effectively like, you know, well, I'm pretty broke in real life, but I've got, I think I've got something like seven million dollars in the bank and, and grant it online and it's <laughs> well, i mean so it's kind of like me being like you know cutting about in a fancy car i've got loads of fancy cars in grand theft online i don't drive in real life right but it's like me being like oh, yeah my post oh, yeah my post does that my post looks just like that one yeah it's almost like the metaverse yeah die. yeah fucking metaverse jesus christ they're trying to make this shit they're they're so invest folk invested so much money in nfts the, so funny. Uh, it's so funny. Like it's the the um did you hear about the Seth Green the Seth Green thing? No. Seth Green the uh had it bought a it bought an ape. He bought one of the bored apes what they were called, right? And someone stole it. Mm -hmm. How uh the technical side of it I'm not hundred percent frankly. Um <laughs> the technical aspect I'm not hundred percent sure about, right? Somebody broke into his wallet or whatever. Yeah and stole it right but he'd already created an entire tv show around this monkey around this ape right so all of a sudden he couldn't put his show out and it was imminent like it was all ready to go it had been made i believe and then it, all of a sudden because he didn't own this ape anymore because someone else owned it because they stole it that you couldn't put your show out. And I'm like, imagine getting into that situation. Imagine, like, having to, you know, waking up one day and being like, oh, man, I can't put my TV show out because, you know, this digital ape that yeah. I bought for a million dollars isn't mine anymore because some guy... put another hat on it or something. Just put another fucking hat on it. <laughs> like, change the colour of his T-shirt. Like, there wasn't much variation in yeah. the Bold Date Yacht Club. There really wasn't. Like, even seen it, like, the Bold Date Yacht... Yeah, like... Yeah. But at least... Wait, so, at NFTs, right... There are parts of it that I think were good. So, Board Ape Yacht Club had with it, if you owned it, you got invited to certain events. There's Lewis Hamilton and all that. You got special conditions. Whereas, 
but people didn't know that so then other people brought out like haggis apes and like right. scottish ones and people were paying thousands thinking this is the next big thing yeah. but it's not board Ape yacht club was an exclusive club you get your nft receipt of this monkey but that was like your entrance into this exclusive club which is fine that makes sense right but the rest of the nft thing was just pish and my favorite story is logan paul paid six hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this like transformer looking one it's now worth like five grand yeah but he in terms of originality and creativity like prime energy juice they're just copying there's loads of energy just to be brought out and make a fake short supply and demand and yeah. just ripping off kids yeah absolutely He's an absolute yeah. oh he really is the two of them i actually like because I think KSI gets a real easy ride. Yeah. And he's one of the, I think he's one of the worst cunts going. <laughs> I really do. Like, there's there's something about him. The two, the two, the two Jakes. Sorry, is that? Producers know that's the first day. Uh, it's the first two words. Is that ever? Yeah. Yes. What an honour. Well, I agree. It's, take, it's taken us a while to get there. If I had a reflection here, I'd text my mum. <laughs> well, I'd never believe it. Um... The <laughs> so uh, the two of them are the two of them definitely are a pair of them right in the 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 the, the Paul brothers or whatever and they're they're sort of anyone connected to that world I suppose are all are all wee dicks but the there's something about there's something about Logan Paul and and KSI that just I there's something really sinister about the two of them I think they're playing daft they're playing silly yeah but they're smart. And they're leeching off of ten-year-olds. Yeah, oh, it's not an intelligent business model to have because it's going to be there for better perpetuity. It's not. It's, it's crazy. But it's, it's yeah, something that um, it's really crazy because even like so, the kids, um, the step, my step kids are like, they showed a very brief but quite intense desire for it. Like there was, it was it lasted a couple of days. Mm-hmm. They were just love. Oh, you look at this ball of time when we're in the supermarket. Can we get that? And you're like, nah. Yeah. You know, like, it's, get something else, get a fruit juice or something. It's, it's not full of shit. Not promoted by a guy that got famous for, I think, was it not? Was the Logan Paul and Jake Paul not the the guys that used to, like, hump their sofa and that on Vine? Was that not them? No idea. I don't know. I, I don't know that they were the hump, the folk that used to hump stuff. That, that makes me kind of like them. <laughs> you know what? There was a lot of humping stuff on Vine. Like, there was the yeah. lasting memory of Vine is too many videos of guys humping things sofas it seems to be a why is that a thing on vine i don't know that's your that's your algorithm really it's listening i know i'm like any videos of guys humping (laughs) humping sofas any posh white american boys next next post that no don't hump yeah don't hump the sofas on (laughs) i do if you want to become super successful yeah because it it definitely works for them i know that one of them was on disney i suppose that that's always going to help but I mean, like part of me is part of me is always going to be like with anyone that isn't like a really sinister person. But most folk, I'm going to be like, fair play. Like you know what, like you're, the, the, you know, one of them's now in the wrestling. You know, like I don't mean to bring up wrestling. Yeah, that's not so. over. Like as soon as the word came out, <laughs> and you know, like, I always, I'm, I always want to be super positive. I've, I've always been a positive person. I'm mostly mostly a positive person and then um, something about them I'm just like no fuck them you know like I don't I'm not happy for the success <laughs> you know like fuck those guys like I hope that I hope that someone that can actually fight finally fights the one that's the boxer as a Jake, Jake. 
I hope that he actually finally fights an actual boxer and someone takes his head clean off his shoulders. Yeah. That, that so much money man. though that they've got boxing in their back garden. Yeah, I go through phases like I, I used to hate them, and now I'm just indifferent. I'm just like it's for kids. Yeah, that's true. They're just making an arse themselves to make money and yeah. get views, and they'll say anything and do anything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a, it, it happened before. Like there's a there's a famous story where Vince McMahon kind of. I think he got it from Japan, but he, he kind of started this whole business of being the most obnoxious prick ever in the radio to promote fights. Mm -hmm. And Muhammad Ali heard a local radio station, so that's why he did that, all from like Vince McMahon. Is that right? And then it's just kind of spiraled from there. So now you can't be in UFC, like they'll let you go, like Kobe Cummington, he's a UFC fan. Dead humble, dead nice, he was going to get sacked. He started being a pro-Trump arsehole, and now everyone hates him, and now he's got a mega contract, he's getting title fights, he's getting all this. But that's what it is, isn't it? It's people are just sickle, like, yeah. yeah. You can't just be middle of the road and be a decent yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. Like, until you start using this C word a bit more on your, yeah. your channel, you won't get the traction. You need. I actually just found out recently from watching TikTok that I started to notice people hoarding back certain words and not even like the big the big ones. Like, unalive. Unalive or caught, like even saying con instead of pawn if they're talking about that or if they're talking about yeah, like suicide being unalived or death being unalived. Yeah. Whatever. Like, it's 1984, stuff, man. I heard someone the other day changing the word gun to something. I think they said gun. 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 Is this because there's keywords that will get taken down? Aye. Like, yeah. it turns out, and I'm like, well, that, well that's my problem. No, <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, it's not that the videos aren't great. It's the fact that I'm too, I'm, I swear too much and TikTok don't like it. But yeah. I, I only just realised that. Like it's, you, it's very true. Um, TikTok is the same. They demonetize it. If you swear or you say kill or something in the first 20 seconds, they'll demonetize you. So now folk are, folk are either pandering or leaving. Uh, and Joe, I think Joe Rogan was one of the first ones to go like, nah, I'm out. Right. Is that what he got he like, was so right wing was, he's not, he gets everyone on like. He doesn't know what he is. Yeah. I think with Joe Rogan, I think that's the thing. Um, he's, he's so open to, he's so open to everyone else's ideas. I yeah. Guess. Just um, a bunch. He's a sponge. I, I I used to watch. I used to watch his stuff quite a lot. There was a couple of folk he got on that I couldn't. I couldn't get on board with. But, mm -hmm. but that's the that's always going to be the case with when someone does something for that long. You know, there's some of the guests I'm going to be for you. Yeah, so there's now two thousand episodes in, just the other day. Yeah. Wow. So we've got we've got catching up to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a, a few to go. See, when you started the TikTok thing, was there something that obviously there must have been something that sort of incited the. Uh, these sort of monologues about art and the deconstruction of fraud, fraudulent activity, or I think what was the first one? The first, well, the first few videos I posted were time lapse, and I think that's why I got it. I wanted to do paintings. I wanted to paint and do time lapse paintings. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think the first three maybe were the time lapse paintings. And then one day, I, I I can't remember why I decided to do it, um, but I remember sending this video to my wife. Um, it was of so the original joke on TikTok was this is my favourite painting of all time but it's also the greatest painting of all time and I'll tell you why so it started off with one of my favourite paintings of all time and quickly uh, over the course of doing that series of videos it, uh, oh did you see that about loads I was going to ask about the big apple I was like yeah, no, no, like, I said that about I said that about paintings that I hate <laughs> like we said I watched in show last night <laughs> still managed to pull us down to make it sound like an art review but the the Big Apple was the the listening room. Yeah, by, uh, Magritte is one of my that is one of my favourite paintings of all time, and it is one of the greatest paintings of all times. It's so ludicrous, like it's mm -hmm. like folk. 
and this is the one thing that I've found from from doing TikTok, and it has been has been a real source of uh, comfort, I suppose, is that a lot of people have commented me, to me saying that they you know they appreciate the fact that I find the a lot of humour in art, mm. and that's how I talk about art. Well, I don't find it. You know, I don't find art particularly moving, like paintings and stuff. Like I've never stood, like there's some older ones that I've stood in front of and I'm moved by the fact that I'm standing in painting distance to a painting. It's not yeah. necessarily the subject. It's the fact that if you stand in front of a Vincent and you're like, motherfucker stood in front of this thing doing that, you know, it's like that. And that excites me about going to see actual paintings. But more often than not, my favourite paintings all tend to be ones that I find incredibly humorous whether or not they're meant to be like so there's like the probably the greatest thing that's ever been painted by anybody is the garden of earthly delights by Hieronymus Bosch and in my opinion right this thing's ludicrous like it's 600 years old or something and it's could have been painted uh, you know recently like it's uh, it, it defies belief to see it. it there's a modernism to it there's like surrealism. Yeah. 600 years before anyone thought it to be surreal in paintings. It's, it's really bonkers. But one of the things that really drew me to it is there's a character, there's three panels, it's a triptych, and there's like um, heaven on one panel, the garden earthly delights in the middle, which is effectively like I suppose meant to be like us mm-hmm. having, doing all our sinning and stuff and enjoying life. And then there's the watching corn. Watching corn. Yeah. <laughs> no one's taking us off there. No, <laughs> no, no one's demonetizing this one. Malaparco pants. Um, the <laughs> sorry, that was that was cheap. Um, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so there's a guy at the bottom of this third panel, which is the hell panel, and he's being squashed by I think it's a giant mandolin, and under it, he's under it, right, and he's naked, and across the cheeks of his ass. There's sheet music. Okay. There's music written on his ass, right? And somebody not that long ago thought, well, I'll transcribe that music and we'll play it. So you can go on YouTube and hear it. It's called the 600-year-old butt song from hell. And that's how cool. that's how I paid, started paying attention to the Garden Earth of the Lights and it very quickly became my favourite painting. But there's so many brilliant old things with really ludicrously funny things in it, like the Tower of Babel by... Um, Bruegel, I think, one of the Bruegels. Um, it's got a guy shitting in a stream, like tiny. Yeah. Tiny. You could hardly see it. You have to be, it has to be pointed out, but there's a guy in that painting shitting in a stream. Oh, I got it. And you're like, it probably was, it was probably the thing that folk did. It probably wasn't meant to be funny, but yeah. But that's funny. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a religious painting. It's a painting of a thing that happened. I think it's a biblical thing, the Tower of Babel. And there's somebody shitting in a stream, and I, I find that you've got a nice view of the river there. You've probably seen that. Too, too. <laughs> yeah, you've seen many things. Down you, uh, there. So, with these little hidden details, does that inspire your painting? Like, have you got any with like little tiny details? Hundred percent. Yeah, you've got hidden in. Very, very, very seldom. Prior to certainly when I was doing acrylic painting, and any acrylic painting that I did about any landscape any seascape anything that had clouds in it in those clouds there's 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 dicks okay there's dicks hidden in paintings I've hidden a lot of dicks in paintings <laughs> and some of them aren't even that well hidden but you don't really notice them so uh, definitely I I, 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 yeah, I feel I feel like you have to sometimes yeah if you're painting something and you get the chance to make it funny 
you know, even if it's a wee hidden detail it, it, music. Then it, it inspires people a little bit if they know there might be something. To actually look at it with more just a properly stated glance. Maybe they aren't there. Maybe I'm Maybe just talking shit to get them to look at my paintings better. Very ballerous. But I do know <laughs> Some of them are definitely good dicks, so. <laughs> photographer, I know that if the client's been an arsehole or being weird with the payment, he will like Photoshop just a tiny wee dick in one point. Just for his own life. And I think you have to as, a, as in any in, in any art. I think if you're well, some folk are very serious about the art, and you can't take that away from them. But from my point of view, as somebody who fails constantly to take stuff seriously, like the life reality itself just doesn't lend itself to be taken seriously. I've never, yeah. I've, I've always struggled with it, and um, I, I just feel that if you get the chance to put something that'll amuse you into a painting or it'll amuse someone else. I just find I find humour and art the my kind of main thing. Like it's something that I look for when I'm looking at artists, mm -hmm. and it's something that I, I like to do in my own my own paintings. Some I mean, it's not always, but you know, even though if I'm thinking about, I've done a, I've got a post-it note paint sitting on my easel just now in the studio, waiting for the paint to dry, and uh, you know, I'm going to put something on the post-it note. But there's I don't think I've ever done one way in it and remotely serious on it. You know, it's Don't harm couches. What's that? Don't have couches. Don't have couches. I, um, you know, it's always been something goofy, you know, like, because it's, well, there's plenty of serious art out there. Yeah. Plenty of highbrow things. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't be fucked with. So, yeah. No, I like that, though. I like that attitude. And the the people that you call out on TikTok and stuff, it's never undue. No. But I like being like a, like a, a debaser, you know, like the pictures yeah, where it's like yeah. bringing folk, attention folk. Putting themselves on a pedestal and bringing yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cute. I couldn't know it looked like it was the cutest wee guy. Um, is that an hour? Uh, it hasn't felt like it, but that's actually one hour and six. Oh, jeez. Can I sh do the viewer questions? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Like, so, you know who, I guess, who's yeah, I'll say, I'll say, right. I, I can say after you answer, or probably best because <laughs> let me see if I can figure it out. Okay. <laughs> so, one I don't think you'll figure out, it's, uh, why is your sister so awesome? You know what? I, 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 Angie texted me earlier <laughs> and told me that she'd asked the question. Oh, does not I And I, 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 I thought that's what it would be. I actually almost called it. I almost <laughs> called it. It's, it's hard to know. It's a hard question. It's hard to know why she's so awesome. Yeah. But, she, but she is. Bless her. She also said that her partner was better and she like influenced you and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you, whatever you think. Is she younger or older? She's older. <laughs> so I had to look at the camera and say that older. <laughs> Only by like what eighteen months or something. Right. Okay. So well, very close in age. Very close. Very close. We we we, we, all, we weren't always when we were kids. We we hated each other. I think certainly there was violence. I think that goes for a lot of stuff. Like that kind of certain age, isn't it? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you're like, you're actually, you're not right. Yeah, you're half decent person. I'll speak to you. Yeah, I'll talk to you now. Yeah, yeah. It probably helped that we worked together. We we both we grew up in a family business, so we you know we worked together a lot. And then and once you have a certain age, your staff nights out, you're always together and stuff. So, um, side so she can you know I'll give her all that. She can't make a better pizza than me though, and, and I know that I'll piss her off. <laughs> Is your whole family creative? You said like your mum had paints or something, right? My mum, my mum did a few painting lessons, uh, and the stuff that she ended up doing was was great. It definitely, she's definitely got the knack for it, but she's not got the time for it because she's the busiest wee woman at right. Ayrshire. So, um, she always up, she's always doing something. But, um, but they've got it in the 
my mum's side of the family, I had a couple of great uncles, like my nana's brothers, they were all, paint, a couple of them were oil painters and sculptors and stuff like yeah. that. So I've always been around it, I guess. Sculpting's Oh, I'm dying to try it, but yeah. how do you get into it? Well, what do you buy? Well, I've got, I've already got paintbrushes out coming out my ears. I need yeah. to buy chisels and stuff yeah. and hammers, but one day maybe get a bit of wood and stir. I will let's just go and get a tree for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been me, my girlfriend and I did a course on playing spoon making oh, a right. number of years ago. And that's it was sculpting in a sense because you start with a block of wood and you yeah. just reduce it to a shape. Yeah. Um, so it's not not particularly difficult if once you get past the initial aye. Uh, cuts and yeah, was it, lost the fingers. Ah, yeah. So you're using the band, the saws and all the, all the electric shit and stuff. No, you just all, all hand tools, all hand tools, and it's quite a nice thing to be able to do. It's just take a, a stick of wood. Well, no, I actually started. I've got lots of spins. Because alright then, loads of spins in his drawer. It's just it was well, it was quite useful to be able to make some nice gifts. Aye, of course. Aye. Like big wooden like salad servers, oh. or then if you've got like a, I've got a famous flask, and nothing's nothing. I couldn't get my mince and rice into it, <laughs> so I made a spoon that fits nicely into it. It's just like it's a problem that really didn't exist, which was easily solved. <laughs> Absolutely magic. Sorry, welcome. One more questions to have. So we got another question. Can anyone paint? Is it teachable? Yes. Yeah. Anyone can paint. I've got can anyone paint well? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I I think it's it's not like like the certain arts that you have to have kind of almost like natural ability, like you know the dancing. I guess. I've always, I've, I've always a bit funny before on that and <laughs> Dancing is an art, but yeah, it's definitely. And dancing and singing and uh, like properly singing, I suppose, like, you, you know, it's, it's harder to learn stuff like that. But with painting, the, the scope is so wide that you could be like, you know, there's loads of ways to be a painter. You could literally just, you know, throw paint about, call it abstract and... And, and people do this. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, it's fair enough, but the I've got a technique that I... I do offer to teach people, right, for a very, the very reasonable price of £60 for um, an undisclosed amount of time, actually. I've never, uh, I've never, I'll never do it if I've got something to do later because the nature of the way I am, as you've maybe noticed, I just, I like to talk for ages. I was going to say, this doesn't feel like, we've, I've not even covered half the stuff I was going to No, it's so annoying. Well, yeah. It'll be a part two, yeah. Yeah, but the, I, I, I've got a technique that I learned from the internet uh-huh. from a guy uh, he didn't personally teach me it. I watched his videos and learned how to do it mm-hmm. and it's bonkers like it's so easy and I've done it I've done a couple of lessons I, t- I did my first lesson I've I got my wife in and, and uh, I got her to paint and she's never painted before and she came away with so it's a landscape technique it's oil paint based and it's wild like it see in fact is it part of the yeah so see the the last um, po- posted not painting that I put up. I don't know if you saw that. With a kind of leading river. Oh, I'm good. I haven't got the internet just now. So, aye. So the, we'll, we'll put a link up in the. Yeah, so the landscape behind the posted note, and it's the landscape took like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I've ever seen that. Painting. Yeah. Posted note took like three days or something, and then three weeks to figure out what to put on it. But 
the landscape is one that I did in one of my lessons to show the folk how to do it, and it's fucking stupidly easy, man. You just you, you it's you have to do it on wood. It only works on wood, but it works best on wood. Don't tell them. Yeah, here's how you do it <laughs> for free. But no, but if you want to find out, yeah, I'll be touch, up that, man. Get in touch. Come to sixty quid. We'll give you a sandwich. You do a, you do like groups or is it one to one? The my, I did it with my wife, one to one, and then I had a couple of ladies come in one day and we did two to one. So it was there was mother and daughter kind of thing, and it was it was great fun. They had a blast. They drank they drank a lot of wine. <laughs> there is wine involved if, if well, they yeah. desired. So just to loosen them up a bit because they were people are quite people think that it's really you know it's really difficult and some of it is really difficult like some of the things some painting is is too difficult i've I've found myself crying in front of a canvas before because Mm -hmm. i can't do something like and it needs to be done that that's why i don't do commissions anymore coincidentally like i used to i used to to be like i'll do a commission then someone asked me to do one that i really struggled with and i'm literally on the phone like tear them up to my wife being like i can't do this i've already taken the money i've already done most of the painting and there's this one aspect that i can't i can't do it's too fucking hard yeah and you've worked so hard to build up to a stage where people are asking you yeah and then you can't deliver then you can't sell it but uh, but i've managed to one way or another got it managed to get it done but the (laughs) things are it's it's tricky but there's a lot of painting well the way i learned to paint as i said earlier is i just started painting very basic landscapes well literally sky maybe a hill some grass finding techniques to do it like mm-hmm. learning absolutely any way to do anything but now this as i say this technique of course more about removing paint with tissue than it is putting paint on with a brush you know it's yeah, I mean, that does it really is it's nuts man it, that was from laura keenan thanks laura keenan that's a lovely question come for a lesson and uh, <laughs> the last one is the one where my girlfriend amanda's trying to throw me under the bus because hey. I, I like what it, <laughs> I've liked a few of your, your paintings, especially the post-it ones, but the I liked the Bobby one. I thought it was like just funny and cheeky. Right. And I was thinking of like where I put it. I don't know if it's called the Bobby one officially. Yeah, it is now. The Bobby one. And I, I, was, I was like, where can I put that? And she's like, oh, maybe at hollow. And I was like, oh, what about, you know, like downstairs bathroom? Because mm. I spend a lot of time in there. I'm going to be looking at it. So she wanted to ask, do you think art belongs in a bathroom? And I was like, that's that might offend her. Like, what does that definitely doesn't offend me. I definitely think that I... Yeah, but I mean, you spent people spend a lot of time in the bathroom. Yeah, the only thing that I'd say is it'd be a concern about putting things in the bathroom is if you get like a particularly steamy shower, it could damage. Oh, it's just a downstairs. It's just a downstairs toilet, then it's a hundred percent. I like it's. I've actually just sold. I did a. I did a painting um, not long ago. Uh, for a, a very dear friend, I didn't do it for him. I did a painting, and a friend of mine got in touch with this mad bastard called uh, Scott. Brad, Scott Bradley, and he's um, he's a great guy. He's a merch guy, and he bought this mad, stupid paint. It's a it's a naked self portrait that I did myself with okay. words. You can only pish with the cock you've got. Yeah, written over the top of the, written over the top of the painting, and he got in touch. In fact, it was you. I, I actually put you can only piss with the cock you got. To be you know more accessible internationally. Yes, in a. My, this, my pal Scott got in touch and he's like, I want to buy that, but I'll only buy it if you change it to pish. And right. he, he was like, I don't want to insult you. Uh, if it's finished, it's finished. You don't have to do it. But <laughs> come on. 
we all we all want to, but you can't get anything. <laughs> Damn, you have to compose yourself, wee man. Jesus. Um, so I changed it. I changed it for him. I scored out one of the S's and put an H. Right. And uh, he was he's not picked it up yet because he the last he's, he's a very busy guy touring. But the last time he was meant to come pick it up, he ended up getting some mad tooth issue and he couldn't he couldn't leave the house. So, um, I've still got it, but it's for, uh, you know it's a belter. I can't remember why I brought that up. But uh, oh sorry, that's why because he's um, he sent me a photo of where it's going to go and it's in his downstairs bathroom. Right, okay. So it's like... That's a fair location for that. Exactly. <laughs> it's just weird. I think it's weird for him to buy it, but I love it. I think it'd be weird for anyone to buy it because it's... Because it's... But brilliant. It's a good pain, so... Yeah, so I... It's, uh, bathrooms are a great place for pins. Sweet. Spend a lot of time in them. So there you go, Amanda. There you go, Amanda. Yep, buy it. <laughs> yeah. It's available. £100. So, uh... Just, I don't know if you had two quick questions I want to chat about for photos, if you can. I've got a dozen that I haven't got to, so... Yeah, okay. Uh, what's your opinion on Edward Hopper? Edward Hopper? I like, you know, the, I've got the Phillies one, where it's the folks sitting in the light, and it's based around the time when it was, like, lights out in the water, and uh, all his patents have, like, a theme of... There's, like, a couple sitting next to each other, and at first glance, it looks like they're a loving couple, but actually, right. he's looking away, smoking a fag. He's looking down at a paper, like... And there's a few paintings like at the beach. There's a couple, but right. they all hate this full of misery. But oh, at first glance, it looks beautiful. That rings a bell. I actually, I can't can't quite picture it though. I've heard, I know the name, but it's like a corner glass building, and folk are sitting in this cafe. Oh, like, they're like night nighthawks. Nighthawks, yeah. Ah, is that right? Of course, Edward. I, I mean, I, I love that. I love that series of paintings. There is a few of them. I yeah, there's a few. There's yeah. a few. Um, I think it's, I mean, to do anything that becomes that iconic, I think is, you know, is a wonderful, a wonderful yeah. legacy to leave because it's been hugely parodied, that, that painting yeah. of those paintings. I actually seen, seen randomly the weird that you bring it up because the other day I saw a TikTok video uh -huh. of somebody that had, they thought they'd found the, where the cafe was and they, they had a photograph okay. or a, a printout of the picture up against where they thought it was and it did seem to fit I don't know if it's meant to be like if like, no one knows what it is I don't know if it is a, a mystery but or if this person just you know it was a mystery to them and then they found it I don't know but I think, I think it was meant to be in I mean I'll, I'll get called out if it's wrong I think it was meant to be in New York I remember right. the kind of lights out maybe right, okay. you're going to get bombed kind of time and or like, I didn't know that I didn't um, know that but I do know the painting Yeah, and I do love it it's a cool story aye ah, yeah absolutely aye um yeah, that was that question. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> Appreciate that. Learned something new. In terms of like creating anything, mm -hmm. do you have times of day, mood, like rituals or routines surrounding these things that get you to a place where you're at your best? It's a great question. It's a great question. Daytime. Always daytime. Right. Can't paint at night. No. Can't paint at night. No. Lights hang now. You meant to do with light. That's what it immediately you think. But I just like to. There's certain things I like to do at night. None of them involve painting. <laughs> involve painting. Like, I'd, if I ever got to the point where I'm like, you know, I sell enough paintings to be able to go full time, I still would fin I'd still finish at five o'clock. Yeah. I just like to get done. It doesn't help that in the winter, my studio is, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great space, but it's, it's cold. It's cold and when there's a lot of broken windows and it's on old bridge street which can be a bit sketchy come come night time so i tend to stay away 
from the studio. But even at that time, and I, but even when I first started painting in my rooms and stuff, never, never worked for much past five or six o'clock. Even if I had a, 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 you know, like a beer in my bonnet, but something that's still, um, you know, it's still finished and start get up the next day and start again. So, in terms of, in terms of you know rituals or stuff, I'm not. I'm not a particularly superstitious person, but there are um, there are things like I won't, you know, I won't listen to new music if I'm if I'm painting unless I'm doing a very specific style of painting or type. New music, or yeah, music that's new to you. Music that's new to me. Sorry, I I need music to be super familiar. If I'm if you don't want it to be, you don't want it can distract me. It's like I listen to the same set of podcasts every night when I'm going to sleep, but it's it's, it's the equivalent of silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you get a funny bit, and then there was a thing we were camping on Mull, and uh, we'd gone to bed after like being out taking photos and stuff, and I think I, you could hear me like laughing when I turned back to myself. Anything you can. It's just listening to podcasts, <laughs> tracking up. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but for the most part, those are like silence, so I, I get what you mean with that. It's, right. it's something that. It requires no concentration. Yeah. But it takes your head away from thinking about extraneous things exactly. in detail. Yeah, yes. exactly I will listen to stuff that I've been recommended if I'm messing about, if I'm starting new Yeah, if I'm styles and projects. Yeah, if I just like throw a canvas up on the wall or something and start fucking about because I tend to do that a lot if I'm most of my canvases are on stretched onto wood, but sometimes I'll just throw one onto a wall and see what happens. Right. And uh, I only started doing that on my last exhibition. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you want some? You want you want in on this? Is that what's happening, Franco? Where does your creative inspiration come yeah. from? What you got to say about it? What you got to say about it? He doesn't have much to say. Shall we segue into the? Oh well, the we've got Franco's, Franco's, Franco's in the theme. Yeah. So uh, while we're getting the photos out, if you do you want to start with yours, can do you? Um, I was just going to ask while we're getting this set up. Mm -hmm. We spoke briefly. One of my for nostalgic reasons, because I was working at the farm park at the time, one of my favourite albums was Duke Pandemonium, Marmaduke Duke. A great album. And you were saying that you had some form of involvement in the song Demon. I did have some form of involvement in the song Demon. It's one of my, one of my, uh, what would you call it? A real, a real um, jewel in my crown. Yeah. <laughs> the... I was very fortunate that I spent the first the, the two Marmaduke Duke albums I spent a lot of time in the studio when, with the boys when they were making it and um, Demon was one that wasn't necessarily starting out as a Marmaduke thing it was just a drunk Saturday night thing okay. um, writing a song about the old day 77 might even have been that they were trying to write an album about the old day 77 but they definitely wrote a song about it and it became Demon it became a Duke song, but we all, so I, it was myself at that point, myself, Dragon and Simon in the studio. And uh, then our other friend, Mike, came later on. They'd already, they'd already done most of the music, or they'd done most of the music. I wrote some lyrics for it, which Simon sings. Um, it's about a wee house. That little red house. A little red house. Is that uh, Yeah. So that, but that's when it hits into the yeah, actual chords. Yeah, actual lovely yeah exactly. So the... The bit before that, when my pal Mike singing it was, he hadn't heard the song. We, okay. He came in from work. We were all sitting, smoking and drinking, and we'll let Mike sing to, write some lyrics and sing them to this click. He sang it to a click track, which was very brave of him. <laughs> and it worked out great, but the, I didn't want to sing my bits. I wanted, I wanted the, 
Simon to sing my bits. So, what bits did he sing to the click track? Is it the Ooh Baby? Something about hometown. Something. It's been so long since I felt your vibrations and all that. Something like that. And I, yeah, so he sang all that to a click he had. Nice, right. And, I, and then I wrote the lyrics, The Little Red House, because there's a wee red, there's a little red house on the old A77 on a corner that I figured out that if you started, if you started rolling a joint, in the car at that little red house as you're passing it you'd have it rolled smoked and done by the time you got to king tuts okay and that was the whole point of that that Perfect. part of that song so it was the, when it came out as a juke song i was buzzing yeah because the first one of the first juke gigs one of the first ones no it couldn't have been one of the first ones because it was the second album um but the pandemonium tour which i which i wasn't on by the way i'd like to point out i don't <laughs> didn't get invited to the juke to sales for some reason um, the I don't I don't hold it against <laughs> the the that those lyrics get sang by two guest vocalists, which were Mike Bennett and John Lee Martin. Who John Lee Martin was in an incredible band. Well, he's been in a series of incredible bands. Uh, two most prominent ones, I guess, would be then Thickens and Kong. All right, which okay. are, Kong was just madness, like absolute fucking chaos, and a. Uh, Mike was obviously and he was in very, he was in ocean size and now he's a live guitarist in Biffy. Okay. So the him and John Lee singing those lyrics. I was yeah, actually filming the gig, but I'm like, this is Yeah. Demon Demon was one of those songs like I love the album, but Demon just stood out to me. There was something to it. You knew you knew there was like Sinister. Yeah, it's a sinister song. It's a weird it's a weird song. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest song on the album, certainly. Just funny because the single was Rubber Lover, but Rubber Lover and every other song is like Skin the Motherfucker. Last Skin the Motherfucker, the Live's a great song. It's yeah. also quite terrifying. Yeah, this is where your producer jumps in and says, See Rubber Lover and to skin the mofo. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last chorus is Rubber Lover's like, Duh. and then it kind of goes yeah. into it, right? Yeah, that's skin the motherfucker. <laughs> and then it is like, That freaked me that out. Me right <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, man, what a vibe. Cool. Oh, it was Sorry. such a good time. Like, I actually see, just on the last note about the Duke, I, I still can't. Me and Dragon, JP Reed, uh, my very dear friend, we, he was mixing the first album, mm-hmm. The Magnificent Duke, and I was with him one night when he was mixing the, so the, the, the bass music, whatever you want to call it, the, so it's like split into three sort, like, those, Acoustic, heavy rock, and sort of bass or drum and bass, so I guess it maybe not drum and bass, drums and bass. Okay, <laughs> I can. I threw up like it actually made me whitey. Like I, I haven't ever been able to listen to that album in its entirety since it got released because the night we were mixing it, there was just this constant kind of horrible, dirty, low bass frequency in the studio, and we're sitting there. At, the, at that point, still smoking hash, right? And uh, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't upgraded to weed by this point. So it's like the brown note there, yeah, like effectively like that. And I'm like, I'm like sitting, I'm sitting just like, I'm going to be sick. Like I'm actually going to be sick. Like and he's like, nah, no, no, nah, I'm actually going to be. Sick. I fucking went, I ran down to the toilet, and fucking threw up everywhere. Man, and I'm like, went back upstairs and we switched that shit off. Put fucking, I don't know what we put on. I was worried about. Can you put art in the bathroom and you were sitting waiting over a guy's album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at least maybe for- But that, but to be fair, like that, I think that actually drove 
dragging a wee bit. He was like, oh man, if it fucking make you, makes you throw up, I think we've got, we're onto something. <laughs> yeah, we've got a hit, man, if it's making folk throw up. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for indulging me. No, my pleasure. I'll always talk about the Duke. Class. I fucking love it. Folks, what's that? Exciting, you ready, Frank? Franco's uh, out of the show. Well, so we, we start with Franco. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazing. Um, okay. So, what we'll do is we'll have uh, two sets. There's a set from me and a set from, from Daryl. And Ruth. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Don't believe them. Appreciate. There's, there's, there's somewhat different. So oh, we had to start off with Franco because we've never had a, a a double act before. That's it. Uh, double act for C bomb. Yeah, this has been a, a big night. <laughs> oh man, it's a great. Point. And it was one of the few photos I had of him that actually came out and he was right. in focus. Yeah, wasn't moving around or look at those ears. Yeah, and the ears were just nice and yeah. Uh, Plenty use the word erect. That was him wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Erect, prodigy. <laughs> Up in the wind. Yeah. And then there was like, sort of a pride and joy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a Lion King-esque moment. Yeah, well, that's the first thing that popped into my head, actually, <laughs> was like the Lion King. Look, again, those ears. Yeah. Unreal. And there's, you've got a great expression. Yeah. I, yeah. There's obviously a lot of love for oh, little Franco yeah. in there. Come on. I thought he was playing a guitar for a second then. Yeah. Sitting busking. I liked, I liked the framing of this. Yeah. And there was a couple, and this was the one that Franco's head sat somewhat square yeah, to that bit, because it's quite a, I want to say structured. It's, it's quite structured in terms of the geometricness of it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. We should have a lot. And then there was this. And it's That's not, a great vote. It's, it's, all, well, it's almost a good one. There's a lot going on in the background, which I think sort of detracts from the subject matter. Right, okay. Um, or at least it does for me. Right, fair enough. I, I like, like it. Um, the making of the poster today. Yeah. I was taking you. I shot. That's taking the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Nah, that's great, man. I love that the way I'm coming into it. I, I like the fact your head's part of it as well. Like, to your face. Yeah. And then we're, we're now into more standard. Yeah. Portrait photography. Um, so it's a wee sequence of these, and I was in two minds to what to do as, as a terms of a, like a color grade for this, mm-hmm. or to really push the fact that we'd, it'd be a crap morning, and then we'd got some nice blue skies, and it was quite bright, and uh, there was a lot of color. So I've kind of went with a couple of color grades throughout this. So these are sort of more, um, slightly more bleached out, and I feel like th- that. It helps not detract from you as the subject matter. The fact there's ma- these massive open blue skies, yeah. we get the hello with my dad. The texture, the beard, and yeah, look Russian. <laughs> yeah, that's the most insulting thing you could have said tonight. Oh, How's that not just with the recent events. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, what you, yeah, but you've been like bad, movie bad guy Russian. Yeah, you're saying ah, yeah, fair. Not I, that one. Not that one. No, now you've got a, oh. a more friendly yeah. expression. I look Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the colours just demanded that they had to pop. Absolutely, aye. And despite the fact that I was in this, and he's not the subject matter, uh, I like it. 
so I like that it one. makes the it makes the cut. And, yeah. Uh, I so far in these in doing this, I've always managed to get flowers in ten image oh, at man. some point. So good on you. Uh, I'm continuing on that. That's yeah. my <laughs> calling card. Fantastic. Uh, so then we tried to get a couple. I think that this was the just kind of met, yeah, just met where he was met. actually properly. He's looking in the vicinity. Of yeah. He's looking a little bit more. I'm not scared of you, but I'll go. Smell that again. <laughs> smell that again, Frank. Oh, see, there's the flower. Then he's like, no. Someone walking on the other side of the wall is like, what the fuck? <laughs> smell that again, Frank. Smell it. Um. This was Daryl did a much better job of getting you and Franco an organised um, poses. Yeah. Whereas this, you're looking the right way. Franco's deciding he's going to go I'm, home. I get the, I'm getting the feeling from that I'm being followed or about to be pounced. <laughs> what, what? And this was this is not quite my favourite of the bunch, but this this is very reminiscent of the for me of the Arctic Monkeys album cover. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I love these ones. And I did, I did play about with trying to put it mirror you the other way. Right. Because that, then that would have been in keeping with the album. But in fact, you've got some text on your front. Yeah. I made it difficult. I wasn't going to get into the Photoshop. Yeah. Thank you. Ah, yeah, it looks, looks magic, actually, the T-shirt. That's so grateful. then you've got a nice open expression. This for me is my favourite. I'm still struggling as to why a little bit, but... There's something about the colours and the look, and the sort of casual the the, 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 ju- the jacket in the hand and the yeah. cigarette in the other. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see the jacket now. Yeah, that's that's a that's a lovely photo, man. And again, <laughs> this probably doesn't work, but I quite like the fact that we've got the Citadel yeah. here, which just like hangs out in a place. Yeah, because a lot of the others are. There's nothing to say here specifically. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got the we end on the one of you that you're well partly where you grew up. Of course. Um I've that. That's good. Supposed to know. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> That's what I've got that in a frame at the house. The yeah. Fuck posted on your one. And then this is just a kind of almost like a week at a holiday snap desk type thing. Yeah, that's um my nan and papa's house. Yeah. These are slightly out of sequence. There's one that ended up at the front somehow, which was, oh yeah, the the writing of <laughs> Frank was off. He's off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck card hats on a health and safety sign, and that is my well, set. Well summed out, great man. Well done. There was a, I won't say how many there were. <laughs> ah yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> quite a few, but I was actually quite pleased because there was quite a few where. Just to get Franco in the right position. Yeah, nah, they've turned out amazing. But so, Daryl, we had an argument with us last night about whose were better. <laughs> we'll say another person, not yeah, is that right? Yeah. We, we, all, we can always go, so what do you want to behind the scenes first? Or, uh, do we need to show behind the scenes? Maybe not, actually. Go. I'll go black and white first. So, um, I go through phases with my photography right now. Portrait-wise, personally, I got me into portraits with a couple of photographers. But the main one I name I really like is Simon Murphy. He usually does like a kind of full-body shot right. in Glasgow, Southside, and he does it on film. Obviously, doing it on digital, but I kind of like putting my own spin on it. Yeah, uh, His is like everything in focus. I quite like the more shallow depth of field look, but I, I love having the kind of 
urban, like say like the decaying walls. I had a shot with Tristan and stuff like that. I love all that as a background. But this is a black and white album first, and then we'll go into the colours. That's great. I get um, great ears. This one just the dog is the the star of the show. Aye, as it should be. Um, edit wise, just kind of darkened everything, except from the main subject and get the dog's eyes proper sharp. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice and soft. That's um, cool. More, my photos will be if they're vertical, they're cropped five by four, which is like the Instagram. You like hit it out. That'll be the most right, okay. real estate, or like six by four for like standard shots. Yeah. And lad, yeah. This is the one with the the guardrail trying to get you both. Lit. I was annoyed though because the dog isn't in focus, but you are. I couldn't. I tried to up the the aperture so there was like more in focus but by the time I did that the dog was away yeah, cool it's a bit different I, I like that I think that's a great, great. That, great. I really like this one yeah. uh, bleeding lines of the lane behind the old entrance to yeah. the or something you see like that just stand crawl whales crawl whales citadel or whatever it was called mm-hmm. and I think the dog's looking as well right? yeah yeah, yeah that's where you did a, you did a much better job than I did the, the dog was always I just kept shouting him Pluck. yeah see, that, I tried to get him to sit but I keep forgetting that because he's dead young he hasn't figured out that he can sit and he's back to me you know he's, if he, he's always going to look like well I expect a treat yeah treat time so I'm going to face him whereas if he'd face the other way he wouldn't look as if he's putting <laughs> which is kind of what he does look like but he would definitely and this is one I, I like dog photos I take a lot of like mom <laughs> and mums and dads but I just wanted one that looked like proper like Wet like wet eyes for the emotional. Absolutely. Thing. What a wee smashing. See yourself, Franco. Oh, and then got your kind of more standard portrait here of you. Brilliant. Look ancient. You've got a great face. Oh, be. You, you got <laughs> like a. What a lovely, lovely compliment. I know. I keep, I keep I say these compliments on the podcast, but I'm thinking objectively as like a photography subject rather than a person. But you've got really, you've got like nice, kind eyes, but then a great kind of expressive face, like. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the the photos and stuff. Appreciate that, man. I once got told I had a really long face. Long face? Yeah. I can't really talk about that either. But... I didn't know. I mean, I, I, don't know if it, I don't think I do, but it was a family member that said it, so I've got one, he's got one. Was it, was it your sister when you were fighting? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your long face dick. Well, uh, then this is you outside your old yeah. grand's place, right? Yeah, that's exactly that. Um, but yeah, I tried to make it just kind of really proper sharp here again. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it in the last podcast as well my, I'll get the eyes and stuff sharp but then I'll go over with like a little brush in the eyes and the nose just to really because that's the part that like connects you to somebody so if they're like proper sharp and can calling call an out to you then it kind of I you sharpen them more than sort of the rest of the face for example yeah sometimes I'll even take the clarity down on the body sometimes it makes the skin look a bit nicer but as long as the eyes are sharp because they're the I think humans naturally go to the eye because that's where you connect with someone. Yeah, yeah. So you try and make them like dead sharp. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's a lovely photo again. And then I went to the colour memory. Please do it for me, Stray. <laughs> I know, nearly over. He's done well. He's, he's been very well behaved. Do you want the burger over? That will be all right. Save that. Won't let Ralph see that, will we? He'll tear that up. <laughs> Shrekin the joint. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, is your colour photos? Cultures. 
Okay, these ones had the, the shades on and all that. Yeah. Looking happy. Yeah, actually, I've got a, what randomly one of the things that I've collected the most over the years is sunglasses. I've got a ludicrously large collection. But yeah, it's good there. I was having like a panic. I had a bit of a panic the other day. I'm letting my wife, I've literally got my wife and my, my father in law, Mick, in the living room, and I'm like, I've come in like fucking sunglasses. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> I need, I'm doing photos. I need to know why sunglasses look cool. Oh, shit, I've never really worn those ones. I bought them, and the only time they've ever really been out is my cousin John wore them to my wedding. Right. That's the only time they've actually ever been out of the house, I think. so. I thought I came across a photo on your Instagram feed that had... Of wearing them? They looked very... Well, if not, those are very similar. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe. I sometimes say things without fact-checking myself, so there's every chance. There's every chance, but I don't know. <laughs> So this one, I actually took it out and put it in behind the scenes and you were like, put it back in, right? I thought that had to be in, yeah. Yeah, it's a belter. I thought that had to go in. I like that one, but I was more, I think the mood I was in when I was editing, I was like, I want these to be like, cool portraits. No. And this is cool, but it was like, I, it's like a nice, happy. But it's a very yeah, happy, seasidey kind of feel to it. No, I want it to be gritty and fucking cool. None of your fucking seaside fish. Then you realise you're taking photos of the goofiest guy in town and all. <laughs> that's the most you can get out of his face. Ah, it's a belt. Ah, like it, the dog. Yeah, you and the dog look cool, isn't it? Yeah, he's pretty much the same colour as my jeans. Um, there's a few just up against walls, either straight yeah. or at an angle. Um, yeah. I like it. Smiling, different expressions and stuff. Yeah. I like this one, just like the little, putting the camera right in the ground for that. And you got the shot of, like, up in the wall while mm -hmm. sitting there, right? Yeah. And this is the kind of wall thing I'm talking about, which is, I love that as a... I kind of backdrop so it was a really nice wall you know, I spotted that I was uh, where was I going to I think it was Pets at Home actually and I spotted that wall I was like I'm going to say it Dave about that except for I said it starts like I'm going to walk the wall around me right good on you as a belter and then just more kind of shallow dip the field ones yeah next to the tennis courts mm. yeah that colour back then is good isn't it yeah absolutely such a handsome wee guy. Such a handsome big handsome guy. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that's it. Those sunglasses are. They're just, they are. They're cool, man. I, sun, sunglasses are a difficult bad. thing because you've got to get them to suit your face, and a lot of people don't get it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many people go straight for the obvious ones and they don't always suit. No. But yeah, oh, uh, so deals. I have missed, yeah. Oh, my. Did you, have you seen that thing? Sorry, just before, before we were saying else, but. <laughs> hey, have you seen that thing that's happening to streamers? Like they've got like indents in their heads. No, it's fucking wild. Well, loads of these streamers. Well, one guy shaved his head. I think he was just shaving his head, and he was like, as he's doing it, he's like, I've got fucking indentation. So he put it on the internet, but like, you know, I've got an actual fucking indent in my head. And then loads of these other guys have done the same thing and found out that they've actually got this like full on like where that wow. is. Just that'd be the same like gamers and that. Then. Yeah, they're all game. I, and it's like people with their phones and like where they sit in their pinky yeah. and. Yeah, like iPhone pinky. Yeah. Sweet, we think we're evolving. We're probably devolving into like hammerhead sharks. Yeah, pretty much. Let's hunchback, bent head, fucking <laughs> mangled hands. Yeah. <laughs> On that lovely visual. <laughs> Aye, massive thank you for you and for oh, you know, it's coming on. Once good, a great time. Class. I'm always. But we think we'll, we'll have to have you back for season two because there's uh, a lot of questions we didn't get spotted. Like, yeah. We didn't even talk about, like, space. <laughs> <laughs> or GST. Or 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. things that I know loads about. Actually, that's probably that's sadly true, actually. Um, no, let's, we'll do it again. I'm, I'd be up for it. Yeah, if I'm a bigger boy, you can probably... We can do Franco's album part two. Yeah, absolutely. I can <laughs> we can get him chasing balls and... Yeah. Yeah, he'll one day start bringing them back. He's only he only does it every so often. He, he half gets it. He half gets the whole concept of bringing a ball back, but something what puppies are like to get distracted very easily. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But no, thank you. We're, 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 we loved it. Didn't say thanks, Franco. Just Franco. Mr. Whippy. Yeah, Mr. Whippy. <laughs> no better way to it. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks.